This podcast is intended for adult audiences only and contains explicit language in spicy situations. And we do not replace any advice of professionals and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not reflect our own. Welcome to the Pineapple Express podcast. And I'm your host, Kylie, a.k.a. Sexy Swinger Chick. And I'm Brad, a.k.a. Brad the Space Cadet. Journey with us as we navigate in ethical non-monogamy, sex positivity, sex work, and relationship advice as millennial swingers. Explore with us as we share some of our upside-down pineapple ventures with you. All All aboard aboard the Pineapple Pineapple Express. Okay. So you're wondering how to get to a Swinger Society event to party with some of the hottest names in TikTok, OnlyFans, and social media? Well, head on over to theswingersociety.net and create a free profile, purchase exclusive memberships, and also see what other hot couples are going to the events. The Swinger Society is an inclusive event group, and they offer premium lifestyle events that you won't find anywhere else. We have a Discord with over 22,000 members, and we have a Facebook group as well. Head on over to swingersociety.net and join the fastest growing inclusive lifestyle community. Hello, hello, hello. I'm super excited to share this podcast with you guys. So this is the ultimate newbie guide. So this one is something that you're going to want to refer back to. This is something that you're going to want to send your friends who are asking you about the lifestyle. Um, it This is like everything that Brad and I have learned throughout our journey of being swingers, you know, uh, and we just really want to share that information with you guys because no one shared it with us. We had no idea what we were doing. We were blind. So uh, yeah, we went into this completely blindly. So It's going to be two parts because it's super long. We're going to go over terms. We're going to go over, you know, what to wear, what, you know, rules, boundaries, all the good stuff. Uh, You guys are going to love this episode. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Uh, We are going to be at Play Champagne in June, June 2nd through the 3rd. We are going to be in uh, at Naughty in New Orleans uh, in May. I'm going to the ENM Summit in Houston. We're probably going to check out Colette's. Uh, I was just talking with Bob from Naughty and he's like, yeah, I want to check out Colette's. I'm going to go down there and dance. So if you're in the Houston area, I will be down there dancing. Um, and I'm going to be hanging out with uh, Swing Ed. So Eden and Jay, uh, Mrs. Swing Ed and then Swing Ed. So they have graciously uh, invited me to come stay with them when I'm there. So I'm really excited about that. But um, today I got a question <clears throat> and it's, the question was, I'm thinking about becoming a swinger educator slash influencer. Do you have any advice for me? I have lots of advice for you. <laughs> so um, as one of the original Swing Talk creators, and, you know, I, I know like when I first started on Swing Talk, you know, there was a couple of other creators uh, who a lot of them are no longer there anymore. But when I did it, I did it because I was genuinely like, oh, that no one else is talking about swinging on TikTok. Um I don't know anything, but I can try, you know, and I just wanted to share my journey with everyone. And if you've been here for a while, or if you know, if you've known me for a while, you know, you've seen my ups and downs with Brad, you've seen our our good and bad and ugly moments um, that we still have, and it's totally normal. Um, And I've just learned to be authentic and be myself. Uh, But here are a couple of things that I would say. 
So first things first, the field now is definitely oversaturated. Um, Swing Talk went from like 10 creators at one time, and now there's like thousands and thousands, which is great. And I'm not saying that I'm upset about that because I think that that is amazing because any human being who is willing to put their face out there and say, I'm a swinger and I'm proud, that destigmatizes our lifestyle, which is essentially, I mean, that's the whole goal here. That's been the goal since day one. But if you're trying to do it because, you know, you want to do it because like, oh, I want to go to parties and I want everyone to recognize me and, you know, I want to make money on OnlyFans and, you know, I want to quit my job and like, you know, just swing for a living, which nobody that I know does that, just so you guys know. Um, that's not going to happen at this point. Um, it's not even like that for me, you guys. And I've been here since day one. I mean, I think that some swingers can do that and that is awesome and amazing. They put a lot of work into what they do though. It's a 24 hour job. Um, so, I mean, I would caution that just know that like, you're not going to become a millionaire overnight because you quit your job and decided to, go on TikTok and make an OnlyFans. Like it, it, it just doesn't happen like that. Um, it's, you know, I mean, I even have a um, certification in digital marketing and I'm still like struggling to get my accounts back up, um, <clears throat> which is my next point. You're going to lose accounts. You're going to lose followers. You're going to lose a lot in because you're a swinger and, you know, sex positive and they don't want us talking about that online. <clears throat> they don't, they don't want us being open about that. Um, so I've lost over 25 accounts. Um, I've probably lost over 500,000 followers. Um, Dan and Lacey have the Swing Nation podcast, same thing for them. Uh, I've seen, you know, people just keep continuously losing accounts because, you know, it's part of, part of it. That's part of this whole thing. So, um, it, it does become emotionally, draining and and tough because you put a lot of work it's it's art and you put a lot of work into it um and then the next thing that i would say is you know um i've also seen relationships crumble because of you know they were fine swinging before and then they started you know influencing and they they started on tiktok and one was starting to get more attention than the other and that made the one you know get really jealous of the other and then you know yeah so um i would caution that i mean if you're not if you don't have a stable relationship where both parties are on the same wavelength and the same page i mean even me and brad had a lot of issues in the beginning when i first started doing this um but i fought for it because i really wanted to help and educate people um and i think that's the next thing like if your heart and your passion is really in it, people are going to see that and they're going to respect you and love you. Um, and I think if you're in this to get um, a ton of followers and stuff, then it's not the right thing for you. Um, you know, but again, any person who puts themselves out there to try to destigmatize, you know, this community, that is a win for us. And I'm always appreciative of that. And I think that everybody has gifts to give to this community. Um, and I think it's all about finding those gifts. Don't, don't copy off of what somebody else is doing. Um, I've seen that a lot. I've seen like, there's literally a group called the pineapple express. Okay. This is kind of a funny story. And, um, they were like, we're advocates for the swinger community, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, 
word for word what it says in the podcast description is what they claim their group is on Facebook. And I was like, so I messaged them and I was like, that's weird. Um, this is like my podcast. Like, what are you doing? And they like blocked me and whatever. Um, that's fine. I mean, I guess you can say that that's the best, you know, best form of a compliment is like when someone is copying what you're doing, but it's kind of almost like, Mm, whatever, you know, just let them, let them do it. And, uh, but you know, do your own thing, like find you find your niche within the niche, you know, um, what are you good at? Are you a hot wife? Are you, you know, a cut queen? Like, how do you swing and what, what can you bring to educate the community? Cause again, there's so much information out there and it's almost like a catch 22 because it's good. But then at the same time, it's not good because you have people who have literally been in the lifestyle for three months who are like, I want to go on TikTok, you know, and I mean, I did that. (laughs) So I'm not, I can't really blame them. But, um, you know, people who just don't really know, and I didn't know what I was talking about when this thing, you know, first started, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. And sometimes I'm, I still don't know if I know what I'm doing. Um, but that's okay because we're just, we're winging it, you know, we're just winging it. But I mean, I think that would be my biggest advice is like to do this for the right reasons. Uh, don't think that you're going to get rich quick off of, you know, spicy websites. And, you know, um, I would definitely say, you know, try to learn as much as you can about digital marketing and like how to market yourself properly. You know, um, if I could go back in time and do it all over again, I would have gotten my digital marketing certification from the beginning. Um, you know, make sure that you have a solid, stable relationship and, you know, make sure that you, you know what you're talking about. Like don't just copy what other people are doing because people are going to see that. And that's inauthentic, like be yourself, don't care what anyone else thinks about you and just roll with it and keep going. And is even if you lose accounts, even if you lose, you know, followers, even if you get trolled on the daily, which I mean, every single time I'm on TikTok live, every single time I'm on Instagram live, I get trolled. Like you have to learn to rise above all of that. Um, and just say, you know what, screw that. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, and you know, I think that, is the best advice I can give. Um, so hopefully, you know, you just get out there, do your thing. If you want to become an influencer, a swinger influencer or a non-monogamous influencer, more power to you. Um, just make sure that you do your research. And without further ado, hopefully you guys enjoy this. Uh, this is our, like I said, the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate guide to being a newbie in the swinger lifestyle. Hey, Upside Down Pineapple people, join the millions of couples enjoying amazing sex with Promescent. I personally love their variety of products they offer, and their aloe-based lube is the only lube I've ever used that doesn't throw off my pH. Brad loves their delay spray, which is clinically proven to help men last longer in bed. Their products have a 60-day money-back guarantee and free shipping on orders in the U.S. over $10. Their shipping is discreet and private, which is perfect for us in the swinger lifestyle. Make sure that you go to www.promescent.com backslash Kylie for all your discreet sexual health needs. My link is in the show notes. Promescent helps you live your best upside down pineapple life. I get asked all the time, 
How do I get into the non-monogamous lifestyle? And I've got the solution for you. It's the Three Fun app. It's the best dating app for couples and singles looking to explore open relationships. It's totally millennial friendly, aka it's in the 21st century, you guys. This is finally a dating app for us non-monogamous folks who are looking for a unicorn. Maybe you're looking for a bull. Maybe you're looking for a couple. This is my favorite app and I use it all the time. If you want to find a link to it, just go to www.sexyswingerchick.net and you'll find my link. I hope to see you guys there. If you're like us, you want a naughty lifestyle without risk. You want to have sex with other couples, some of whom you barely know, and walk away scotch-free, no STDs or other complications. You want to have your cake and eat it too. We want that for you too. Shameless Care offers lifestyle-specific at-home STD testing and prescription ED medications, and we should be your lifestyle medical provider. Use coupon code CHIC, that's C-H-I-C, at checkout. Hey guys, it's Sexy Swinger Chick. And Brad the Space Cadet. And today we are going to be doing an awesome episode for you. It is the ultimate guide to being a newbie in the swinger lifestyle. Brad, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about how you can bring up the subject of getting into swinging with your partner and the do's and don'ts and little tips on how you can start your journey into the lifestyle. So if you're here and you're new and you're like, hey, I saw Kylie and Brad on TikTok or Dan and Lacey or whoever, whoever you saw, whatever you saw, maybe you saw something on a TV show and now you're interested in swinging. This is the perfect podcast for you. This is going to be more geared toward couples. So this is not going to be geared toward singles um, or single females or single males. Uh, We can do an episode like that someday, but this is more geared toward couples. Um, So yeah, what, so let's set the scene, Brad, right? So you see something on TV, right? And you want to talk to your partner about swinging, Um, And we talk about how you brought it up to me, but let's say that like, you know, it's brand new. You want to bring it up. How are you going to do that? Usually the best time um, is the pillow talk after you guys have been intimate because you're now in, in that mood. Those juices are flowing and you can be vulnerable and say, hey, this is something that I might be interested in. How do you feel about it? And then, you know, kind of put the ball in their court and let them deal with, you know, their emotions and and get their reaction on it. Right. So like, what would be, what would be a good way to phrase it to your partner? Do you think a good way to phrase it would be, I'm interested in the swing lifestyle uh i will it it really all depends on what you personally are looking for um if you want to watch your partner with somebody else if you want to bring somebody else into the relationship you can phrase it as like i i think it'd be kind of hot if we you know we brought a girl in or we brought a guy into the situation Which is that, that's usually the typical i think 
that's like the first kind of step, especially like it was for us was bringing a girl in. Yeah. And a lot of couples that we know, that's how they start it. And I think that's like kind of safe and easy too. Yeah, the girls are usually the the easier, softer approach, like bringing a girl in, um, the bringing the guy in. If mentioned by the woman, uh, it's kind of a shock to a guy. But um, if the guy was like, hey, I want to watch you with a guy, it is it's still a shock. But he's kind of already, you know, prepared himself uh, mentally to be like, oh, this is kind of something that I'm into. So maybe I can talk to her about it and she might be into it. Well, and something that we should probably point out. Right. So. It all depends on your partner as well. So let's say that like you're with somebody who has maybe, maybe they're pretty buttoned up, pretty, you know, maybe they're religious, maybe they come from a religious background or a very moral background, or they're very shy and private and buttoned up already in the bedroom. Bringing up swinging to your partner, it's probably not going to work out well for you. Yeah, if they're, if they're really, excuse me, really vanilla and bland um and the most exciting thing that you do is get a new outfit uh for the bedroom and that's you know the extent of it it's going to be a long road which most likely is not going to end where you guys become swingers it's just it's probably not going to happen typically swingers from what we found were more adventurous in the bedroom to begin with. I mean, and and that's kind of our experience too. Even before I met you, I was definitely more adventurous and open-minded. And so if your partner is somebody, and this is on a a male or a female scale, if your partner is somebody who's not really open-minded, they get jealous really easy, you know, uh, they're going through their own healing process probably not a great idea to bring it up with them because it's most likely just going to upset them and make them feel bad. You know, that's my opinion on it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, um, being able with your partner to discuss your fantasies, uh, you know, Kylie knows what I like at this point in our relationship and it, they both kind of line right up with each other. Some things differ here and there, but we're pretty much like on the same page. So it does work for us in the lifestyle, but letting your partner know like, Hey, these are the kind of things that, you know, I watch when I masturbate and they intrigue me. And I want to try and practice them in, you know, real life. How do you feel about this? How do you feel about getting into this lifestyle? And it's not going to be immediate. It's going to take, you know, it could take. Well, it might be. You never know. because yeah, maybe... It could be. It could be like immediately they're like, yeah, let's let's go try it out. Or it could be two years down the road. And they're like, hey, remember that one time we talked about, you know, Going into swinging, well, I thought about it for a long time, and I think that might be an option now. And I think one thing to point out, too, is, like, if you can't talk to your partner about your fantasies and, like, you can't get intimate like that with them, 
that's a whole different problem that you probably need to work on. And there is a sex therapist out there who can help you, you know, expansive connection, shameless plug. Uh, (laughs) But I mean, they can help you, which I'll put their link uh, in my show notes. But I mean, you know, if you can't have that conversation with your partner about your fantasies and think, you know, what kind of porn you watch and, and, you know, something that's intriguing to you, that's a bigger problem, right? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, if you kind of get the ball rolling and you don't want to immediately go to, you know, an event, they're to the outside world that is getting into it. It's hard to find, you know, the events, the well, clubs. Tell them how to do that. Well, you can go on, you know, well, SL. Yeah. So, okay, so Brad already, we talked about the pillow talk. So that's a good way. Another good way, and like we've had friends who have done this. So like they've watched a TV show, they've watched a movie, and kind of it was like a joke. They were like, oh yeah, they're swinging, and that's kind of funny. Ha ha ha, like what if we did that? And then they ended up getting into the lifestyle. Yeah, we do. I do know a couple that... Actually, they watched a movie back in their college days and were like, oh, that's like, like, they were both feeling weird about it. And they're like, oh, that's like kind of hot. And now they've been in lifestyle for 10 years. Yeah, close eight, 10 years, something like that. So it's little things like that, that, but it just happened that both of them were feeling that way. After they saw it, right. Yeah, after they saw it. I mean, they did have some, like, kind of pre-exposure to it of, you know, uh, college friends that they were, you know, the girls they were bringing in, like, roommates or dorm mates or something. They were coming in, but they never really knew what they were doing was actually swinging. Right. And, you know, it, I would caution you, though, if you're going to do that, you know, make sure that you pick the right. Yeah, the right people, the because, right person to bring in. Like, well, no, and pick the right show because, you know, we, we've seen a lot. You know, we watch. I mean, this is kind of our, our thing, right? We've seen yeah. a lot of in the media what's what people think swinging is. And uh, usually it's not or sometimes it ends yeah, badly. Like, so. I can, as, you know, being part of one and doing it. Um, there's a lot of things that are said that eventually get edited out. And so then it frames, you know, our community sometimes in a bad light where, uh, you know, they, they candy pick certain phrases that are said. And so you look at the show and you're like, these people are like nuts. Like, what are they doing? But other programs that have done them and, you know, like the one that we did, they, Love, don't they, judge. Yeah, they actually put out something. You know, they had their editing process, but they didn't cut off a sentence and then line it up with another thing that made us look like we were just delusional, crazy people uh, 
because we love what we do. But to be fair, they had delusional, crazy people on there. Yeah, swingers. they have. They <laughs> Not have. naming names. Unfiltered moment right there. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, just the, the right media that goes along with it. You know, um, they there's that HBO show, that swinger show. Uh, hopefully yeah. the Swinger Society can get their own show one of these days. But, you know, I mean, it's it's really or, you know, you can go on TikTok or Instagram or whatever and show your wife. Oh, my God. Kylie and Brad are live right now. Look at this. Co- I mean, we've met. How many couples have we met that have told us that's how it happened? I lost count. So honestly. Many. Probably. I would say upwards of 30 to 40 couples that we have met that have seen. You know the show, or or the TikTok uh, live. Yeah, the TikToks. Or... They 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 kind of all get combined together. But like, I'm basing it off of just the show. But it's really it was promoted through you know a lot of Kylie's social media stuff. So, um, but yeah, I've lost count on the amount of people that have come up to us. Like, well, we saw your TikTok, or we saw her Instagram, or her Twitter, or we saw your uh, love don't judge pop up and, and, and I shared it with my partner and and I asked I gauged my partner's interest on it and said hey I found this girl on TikTok this is kind of crazy she's talking about swinging what do you think about this and their partner was actually interested as well so you never know until you try and then you know this is kind of an old school way that people do it but there's this uh, mojoupgrade.com so essentially when you go, there's quizzes and, and it kind of gauges your sexual fantasies, which Brad, honestly, me and you have never done this, but I feel like we should because that might the be cool. Mojoupgrade.com. So Mojo this, is, this is the first time I've ever heard of this website. But, yeah. So okay. I, I've heard, so like I've heard of it and I went on the website. Obviously that's not how me and Brad got into the lifestyle, but some of the people that I've met that was their first experience and they went on there and um, they asked each other the questions and then they were like, oh yeah, you know, um, I want to swap partners. And then it kind of started and blossomed from there. Um, and, you know, so I mean, pillow talk, you know, watching a TV show and, and the, the quiz, I think those are some good, I think that's those good. are some good footnotes yeah. to start on. Good starting um, points. And then, you know, if, it's a shutdown. Don't don't push for it. Uh, let it simmer. And tell them why. Tell them because, your experience. Because, like, all right. So when me and Kylie got together, um, part of her conditions of me dating her were that we were to bring women in. Um, I was a hundred percent down for it. Uh, I thought it was super cool. Never been with, uh, you know, dated a girl. That was like, yeah, let's bring women in. Now, have you ever been in a threesome before that? I never asked you that. One. And I got caught. You Wait, how did you get... Oh, from your mom? Yeah, I brought him home. Ooh, juicy. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, juicy, juicy. It wasn't good. I had to walk him home at like four in the morning. Ooh, Brad's mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, God, I just lost my train of thought. But like, yeah, um, you know, that's how we had started and then you know it, but that wasn't up, swinging to us no though. that wasn't swinging that was just like bringing in a chick to have fun with and at that time i wasn't allowed to 
touch. I was allowed to touch. I wasn't allowed to play, like even soft play. That that was it was off the books. It was he was there to watch. Yeah, I was there to watch. I could play with Kylie. I could probably touch a boob. Um, I couldn't kiss. Nothing. Um, so, you know, we did that two times, and then we had a child. So there was a huge gap, you know, between like her being pregnant and then being young parents. And I was working with a buddy and I, I told him the story about, you know, how, um, when I got with Kylie, you know, she said, I'm into girls. Uh, this is something I want to do. And he was like, Hey, we have a local club here in Cleveland. Uh, there's two of them. I'm going to tell you the one to go to one, not to go to, go check this club out. You know, you guys can go get unicorns. And I'm like, unicorns? And he was like, single chicks that, you know, play with swingers. And I was like, okay. So, I, you know, I brought it home. Nervous. I think it took me like a month to finally you get the were courage. Yeah, yeah, the courage to so be like, hey, me. so by the way, you know, I was talking to the buddy. You know him a little bit. He was telling me about the club, blah, blah, blah. And he, he brought it up on his phone, right? And he showed me the pictures of the club and we looked over it together and I just kind of looked at him like he was crazy. I'm like, wait a second. So you want me to go to this club and put my keys in a bowl? And he's like, no, 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 I don't think that's what it is. And I'm like, yeah, but I thought that's what swinging was. Like, isn't that like old, like our parents? What if our parents are there? (laughs) That was the seventies, babe. (laughs) But I didn't know. know. No, like when he talked to me, I, didn't even know about the key party thing. He was like, you just meet really cool people. And if you guys, you know, hit it off, then there's tons of rooms to go play into. And, you know, he was telling me, he was like, yeah, they're building a bigger club. And so. Because this was pre-COVID. Yeah, this was pre-COVID. This was like. A year before we started swinging. Yeah, this was a year. So, like, COVID wasn't even being talked. At. Like, it wasn't even in the news or nothing. So. I had brought it up. She's like, I don't know about it. I'll have to think about it. And then I just left it alone. I didn't bring it up for six, eight months. You know, you didn't bring it up ever again. I thought I thought I brought it up like one more time. Like, hey, you remember that place I was talking about? You're like, yeah, oh, I did yeah. like a, a little research into it. I still don't know. And then that was like it. Because like, I was pissed off because we kept trying to find girls and we just yeah. couldn't. We were going to every vanilla dating website to be Facebook like, oh, dating. we have. And like I've gotten not in trouble, but like people associated with uh, that I knew saw that I have like a dating profile website and they're immediately contacting her and me. And they're like, Hey, uh, just, you know, Brad has a, like a plenty of fish or something or and, a Tinder. Like, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> if yeah, you took two seconds, you would see that it was me and her on this picture. And the fact that our profile says that we're looking for a single chick. So she's like, who are you trying to talk to? And I was like, I'm just trying to talk to anybody for us. I was like, look on my phone. She's like, Oh, well, people have been messaging me because they run across your site. Because, like, some of those sites, as soon as you click on a profile, it tells you immediately that person has clicked on it. So, yeah, we went through that process. And then one day at work, she called me and she's like, I'm ready to do this. I bought us tickets for the club. We're going to go. And, uh, yeah, we went. 
we found a thruple. We had fun. We did, you know, immediately went to full swap. I don't, you know, it, it's all on your guys' comfort level. If you want to watch your first 10 times there or soft play your first couple or you immediately feel comfortable enough to just go right into full swap. It's really based on your comfort level. Yeah, so, we're going to talk about comfort levels and all that. Um, I just wanted you guys to hear like the, the story of how we started and how Mrs. Sexy Swinger Chick, the I would like yeah, stand so I on made rooftops. Her. I made her. <laughs> I made this monster that you now hear. But I would like day. stand on rooftops and and just like wave my swinger flag, you know, and wave my pride. And like it took me months. So it just goes to show you that like even if you do bring it up to your partner and your partner is not sure about it, it's it's it doesn't mean it's no for good. Um, it could come up it's later. Best on. to let it sit yeah. and settle and come back to it because she's going to talk to her friends about it and you know they're going to say no 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 but then you know, she's got to think for herself yeah and if you know it was i find it i don't i don't want to say it's easier but a little more predisposed that if you ask so as a guy if you ask your girlfriend, your wife about it. And she is also bi curious or she's also been bisexual. It's more of a, a lead into it because it presents her now with opportunities that she thought were over. Now she's with a guy. She doesn't play with girls anymore or think about playing with girls. So now this opportunity arises. But I've also met couples that the girl and the guy, they're, they're completely, sh- you know, straight. And they're like, or yeah, it's a fantasy. It's yeah, a fantasy. They're like, I don't girl. play with girls. And he's like, I don't play with guys, but we want to swap. And so, but I would say a big majority of the swinger community, at least the girls, they're bisexual yeah. or bi curious or bi comfortable. So. That's so a big one. one thing that I, you know, and I think that this is something that I really need to talk about. Yeah. Um, strip clubs. And I'm a stripper. You guys know that. I'm a sex worker, a stripper. Um, and Brad can confirm this. <laughs> I have probably met 50 couples uh, in my year, year and a half of stripping that have gotten to the lifestyle because of me. Uh, because I know I, I can gauge very well like why they're there. Uh, so there's a couple of different types of couples of strip clubs or the couples that come into strip clubs. Uh, but usually I know pretty early on if they are curious about the swinger lifestyle, but they don't know how to get involved. They, they don't know where to start. So then that's my job to like talk them and walk them through it. Um, and I've met be the coach. I'm, I'm their coach. That's, you know, it's it's funny. The floor guys know they're like, oh, uh, Marley, there's a couple here that's asking us about, you know, a, a girl like you, you know, and, and they just know. So so I help a lot of couples through this. But that's a good way 
to kind of get yourself your foot in the door. Uh, you know, be obviously be careful with that because strip clubs aren't always the greatest place, and you don't you don't always have sexy swinger chick at your strip club. You know, yeah, but it is a good place to explore. Explore and judge your reactions of how you're going to feel when another woman is on your man or how your woman is, you know, being danced on. Um, or how you every guy can be like, oh, it's, it'd be so hot. And then they're put in that moment and they're like, I was actually really uncomfortable with that. That, uh, you know, that doesn't do it for me. I just like, you know, being right down the middle of the road. Uh, just me and her. So you, that's like your first good test. Um, you know, I would say like lube yourself up a little bit for it, but don't overdo it because you don't want your emotions being uh, the reason why you guys, you know, get into a big fight or, you know, something gets Which brought up. Which Yeah. It, I've heard all of the, the good and the bad stories. And then so. also I caution people too when it comes to dancers, be very careful about the dancers that you pick because they don't always know how to nap. Most of them do and most of my friends do and most of the girls even knew it before they knew me. They were like, yeah, you know, we always talk to the female first and we always make her feel the most comfortable, you know, but some of them are like a little bit overbearing on the man and that's just their job. They're not doing it because they mean to. It's just like a part of the job. Um, and maybe they're more comfortable talking to men. I'm more comfortable talking to females. That's why I'm like the female whisperer. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's a great way, like Brad said, to really gauge those emotions and those feelings. And it's safe because you're not actually having sex. You're not actually swapping with somebody. You're not actually kissing them or, you know, it's it's just a sexy situation and the biggest biggest thing to to tell you is make sure that we take care of our strippers because they're working hard for their money (laughs) let's tip the girls (laughs) especially if you go to hustler club in cleveland and there's marley and she gets you into the swinger lifestyle and changes your life that deserves a good you're welcome and i'm sorry (laughs) um so, so yeah, strip clubs, yeah. and I, I say that. I stand by that. Yeah, so we'll move on to, you know, the the next step. I mean, yes. you might even skip the strip club thing. It might not be your option. Um, you might want to start from, you know, home and, and, and do your, your research mm-hmm. into other couples so you can look for the swinger apps that are out there, the swinger websites that are out there. Mm-hmm. So there's SLS. SDC, 3Fun, Cassidy, uh, that's the four that I know of. Do you know any more that are out right now? Those are like the, the, the top ones. Yeah, those are like the top uh, tiers. I mean, there's, there's I think, of one called Field. There's one well, called... I mean, but there's also, you know, our friends that run a website. The, well, the swing... obviously, the fastest growing and the best swinger site yeah, out there is... Swing Nation. Swinger Society. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Swinger Society. Swinger Society is obviously they the run best both. one. I get confused sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people do. They, they'll yeah. be like... So Swinger you. Society. They'll be um, like, are you with the Swing Nation? I'm like, no, that's their podcast. Yeah, I'm yeah, with the I know. Swinger Society. <laughs> and I've known them for years now, and I still mess it up, so but can't blame um, Yeah, so, that, so me and Brad kind of were went... 
ass backwards and we found out about the events and clubs first um but i mean yeah well we we found out about our club and then through talking to the people yeah. that were at our club they had told us about you know the websites and told us like oh have you ever been to you know um Princeton down in Columbus or, or have you secret ever desire yeah, secret sensations yeah or have you ever been you know friction. S- friction or there's this great place down in Florida you need to go check it out secrets. called secrets hideaway and we're like oh there's a ton of places and we're like dude there's so many and you know for the east eastern side of the United States a big majority of them are in the northeast and then right there in the middle you have a couple and then you kind of have to drop yourself back down into georgia florida Mm -hmm. um you know most of those other states you know the 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 religious bible belt they uh they don't hold a lot of those events or they might not have anything at all so um traveling if you're going to do events um is a thing or you might find off of you know one of those websites a couple that host parties which is another style once you go on those websites sls sdc three fun cassie you're gonna find events on there and i think that a lot of couples that we know started there we have kind of an like i said an ass backwards story but, I mean, that's where you're going to find couples and you're going to find other other people to, you know, connect with. And it I think it also depends on the couple itself, right? So, me and Brad are, like, kind of extroverted. Uh, we're more, like, just into the party and the event aspect of it. Some couples just want to go really slow and and maybe talk to other couples and date them and vet them through the websites. And me and Brad didn't like that because we wanted, I felt like it was actually slower for us to go to events because if we didn't want to play, if we didn't want to swap with them, we didn't feel that pressure. We could just go there and play, but like every couple's different. And just remember that the websites are regional and they are, you know, it's it's based on the regions. Uh, and SLS is probably the most popular one, but we hate SLS. Why do we hate SLS? You know why? I you do don't? not. No, I do not. <laughs> I, that's you threw me one of those. I did. This is another unfiltered, Kylie, unfiltered yeah. moment. And I've, I don't know if I've ever talked Just about this before. Threw me a softball, and I'm trying to <laughs> hate it. So. They're they're basically stuck in 1995. Oh yes, the the website. Yes, they, the website they need is to really. Yeah, for the amount of money that they're charging monthly for the and you know from what I've heard they have a pretty big base of customers. They can do a hell of a lot better. I know there's got to be a web designer that you can pay one month of collecting from customers to make oh to, to design you a website that you know is could rival century. you know it, it could rival something along the lines of 
you know, maybe our early Facebooks or something, or maybe well, even to this day, like something like that, so that, you know, it, it might be able to give you a map, not directly where their, you know, uh, customers are, but you, then you could kind of see in what parts of the, the state that these people are. The problem with this conversation right now is that you've actually never been on any of the websites or the apps, and I have. No, no, I, no, I have. You've shown me You're the SL. Cassidy right now. Cassidy You've shown me and SDC do have great websites. They have great websites. But you've to that. you've shown me like, oh, okay. So I'm, yeah, I don't go onto those. Um, but I've seen the SLS website, and it's I cool. mean, yeah, it it looks. You know, I've seen that same platform rolled out onto. Uh, you know, it's basically like a cookie cutter thing, but it was like. Meant for like messaging boards or forums for car stuff. Like it's literally almost the same kind of set. It's super weird, but it's like terribly set up on like how you message people and how you interact with them. It's just, it's terribly set up. Yeah. So they need, so SLS, and I've actually contacted, contacted yeah, them. Yeah, we've before. never heard anything back. And I, I told them this. I was like, listen, I'm not going to support you until you. We do keep bringing them up, though. I keep your name out there, but because, but it's like, Maybe. until you start to, like, this community keeps you going, like, support your community. Um, and I'm not, I'm not, like, knocking them or saying, well, I guess I am, but um, Swinger Society is good, and that's through Modern Lifestyle, which is what most events and clubs are through. Um, and. I like that there's a lot they've they've added a lot to it even since we've been swingers you know now you could they have like you can um, it's like a message board where you can you know post pictures and stuff from events and uh, see everybody who's RSVP'd so I mean uh, the swinger society that one's really cool and then obviously that's you know with, isn't uh, with that Discord. what Eros runs through they run theirs through the same yeah. one yeah mm -hmm. so like you can see the upcoming events. You can yeah. see who's coming see who's to going. the event. And so then once you see who's actually coming, you can be like, hey, we're going to be there this weekend. Yes. Uh, it'd be really cool to meet you. And if, you know, you guys can get a conversation started earlier in the week, it makes it a hell of a lot. I mean, it's still nerve wracking when you see those people. You're like, oh, wait, there's a couple we've been messaging so you have you still have to go take that step, but you've already kind of started the groundwork with couples. Yeah, and so we've, we've had a lot of success with that. Yeah. Now, one thing to note when it comes to the websites and the apps and and you know talking to other couples, typically you have one person in the couple who does the vetting of the other couples. So they spend their time and they're on these apps and they're on these websites. And they are looking at the couples and then they bring it to their partner. So I do this with Brad. I, I do know the other wives who do this, but it's, it's very typical that it's the man. Um, and so, you know, you, I, I bring it to him and I say, hey, this is their profile. What do you think of this? Um, so what are some things that you say are really important in a profile uh, when you're looking at a profile? Um. So clearly, um, I get for some people, their jobs, they can't put their face out there. Um, but having, you know, at least 
a full portrait. If you can't put your face on there, blur your face yeah. out. We're going to have to find out what you look like. But having, like, clips of, you know, just her, of her ass and her boobs, and then, like, him from, like, waist to shoulder, it makes it look like you kind of just copy-paste everything off of the internet. Um, And then in your profile, explain your guys' dynamic. Boundaries. uh, Yeah, your boundaries. What you're looking for. Yeah, what you're looking for, how long you've been in the lifestyle. If you're brand new, you've never done anything. Like, give that kind of information out. Um, Don't be embarrassed of it because we've all been there. Yeah, like, I've, you know, early days of looking at SDC, which when we had a profile, I was looking on there mm-hmm. very early days and I, and I was going through it and I'm just like, I forgot about that. Yeah. You vetted first. Yeah. I had the profile oh, and I yeah. ran through it. So for all those times that you said that I didn't do any work, <laughs> no, I was the one I that forgot. was going through there and I'm like messaging this couple and I was like, Oh, I actually like, like these people because of what they said in their profile. And then like other ones are like, we don't do this and we, you know, don't send us this or that. It's like when you are already putting up these, like I get, you're going to get messages from weirdos, but you're just going to get them, but make a profile that's welcoming. And then you're going to have to weed. You're going to have to weed yourself through. And eventually you're going to find, you know, that couple or that bull or that unicorn or, Whatever you guys are looking for, you eventually you're gonna find your way there. You're gonna have to just, you know, brush through the people that are like, "Hey, let's hook up." I live right around the corner, and you're like, "You didn't ask, you know? Hey, how you doing? What's your guys' names? Like nothing, right?" So you're gonna gonna, you're gonna go through that process. But like when I was going through there, I would, you know, I wouldn't even message unless I could read what the profile was like. I was like, oh, wait, this is a profile that's basically these people are tired of dealing with, you know, the creeps. And then this people that I'm looking at now, they're really, like, warm. And they're like, yeah, you know, he's got... I I remember, clear to this day, I don't remember why I remember them. She's like, I got some cellulite on my ass. He's got a hairy back and some back knee. But... We're great people, and for whatever reason, I was like, oh, I can actually, like, relate to these people for some reason, and I don't know why, but, you know, I think I sent a message out, and I, but then I, you know, I showed Kylie, and she's like, yeah, I'm not really into, you know, them, it's not the, what I'm attracted to, but it was still something to where uh, their profile interested me. So, yeah, other than <clears throat> the uh, the websites, you can also look up, you know, swinger clubs and events. They're going to be 99% of the time in the nearest big city to you. Right. So, it you might live be in the, the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah it's, it might even be the state over from you. Yeah. Um, just based on you know where you live, or like there ain't it could much be going on in Iowa. <clears throat> yeah, or it could be for us fifteen minutes yeah. from our house, and we had no idea 
that it was even there. But we, I mean, we've always lived pretty central to a big city. But yeah. like, we've also been in communities. Like, remember when we went to New York and we looked for a swinger club within like, like the whole five and a half hours, and we're like, there is no swinger. club. I figure that there's got to be something in New York City. Yeah, there but has we were to be, in upstate. But yeah, we were in upstate in New York, and. Like they're like there was one, um, but it burnt down. <laughs> right, but and then like, they're like, then there was this other one Queensland. that was like, they did, people were describing it. They're like, I, I don't even want to tell you how horrible this place was. Well, and a because... lot of people travel, like for instance, to Cleveland. So we have the Michigan people because Michigan has an oligopoly on theirs. Unfiltered moment. Uh, the person who runs it does not um, respect consent, and a, that concerns a lot of swingers, especially millennial swingers. So he continues uh, to have the same people go there, and they're probably a little bit of an older crowd. Uh, he is says that he only has hot people go there, and he won't let certain people in, which I, of course, don't like because that's not inclusive. Uh, I'm not going to say the organization or the name of it, but uh, I'm sure everybody knows because... <laughs> Pretty yeah, if you know in Michigan, then, but that's in, then you right. Know. If you're from Michigan, it's like literally the only club and the only yeah. Uh, but like for our club, we get people from Indiana, Michigan, New York, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Um, usually, we don't get anybody from uh, Kentucky because it's just no, cause so far. Yeah, they'll go to Columbus. It's so far. Literally, it's a six-hour drive through. Ohio from the bottom to the top so and like, Cincinnati has a lot but we get like the yeah. you know the the north midwest like the Great Lakes region um yeah. but you know I mean you might have to travel and then, uh, I mean like we just ran into a couple that literally found you on TikTok drove from New York to Cleveland to go to their first event and then we just ran into them at Secrets yeah mm-hmm. so they're like you know, they're like, you know, older age, um, semi-retired, so they're they're able to travel now. But they're like, you know, just from listening to you guys and, and taking these little, you know, advice things, we found so many places that we right. can go now. And you find you find your community, too. And that's the one thing to like, you know, because like like Brad was saying earlier, you know, there are two swinger clubs in our city. Uh, and there's th- three swinger clubs two hours from us. But we found the community that we feel like we fit in with. And I think that's really important, too, is like you might not like and I'm not saying anything about that Michigan community. I just it doesn't that doesn't work for me because consent and, um, you know, inclusivity are two of my main things that I do and maybe but maybe you would fit into that community who knows I highly doubt it because dude's a fucking asshole but <laughs> and also O-H-I-O I-O right <laughs> <laughs> but I mean but seriously though it's it's all about you know your your community and where you feel like you fit in and where you feel you know and Brad and I have been at hotel takeovers that have been great that we just didn't we didn't vibe with that wasn't the community for us, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah, we, I mean, it was great people, but it was like, we did it, we tried it out, and we're like, no, no, it's just not, and a lot of those people are like, 
the same people that always go back to that. We were the, the new fish in the pond. Uh, and one of them we went to, they're like, you guys are literally like everybody here was here at the last one. And the one before that, and you guys are one of like three brand new couples. And we, I think we got an, an invite to that one. Right. Um, the, we, one of them well, we, we went found to. out about it because that's the one of the only takeovers in our area within the in two hours of here. Yeah, and so. somebody that we we were at a club a club event at Eros, and uh, they they said to us, "This is the hotel takeovers. You guys should go to this takeover. It's great." Yeah. So we got on the waiting list, and uh, you know, obviously, COVID was pretty rampant at this point, and like. I think a couple of couples had like basically canceled and we got on and I called you and I was like, Hey man, we're not doing anything for new year's. You want to (laughs) go? And my back was shot at the time. I was like, let's do it. It was Tylenol and Budweiser that put me through that weekend. But the people were really cool. Like we had a good time. Um, It just, it, you know, it just happened not to be our scene. Yeah. And, um, we were the only millennials in sight, which was like, you know, and I mean, like I said, it's all about community and it's all about people who you feel like you fit in with. And it's not necessarily an age or generation thing. I hate to say that, but I just, you know, I, you, you have to have something in common. And a lot of those people, you know, their kids are older and we don't really, we don't really, yeah, I mean, we're I their mean, kids we've age. met couples where we've told them our age and they're like, I have a kid the same age as you. This is going to feel a little weird. Yeah. And like, you're like, nah. Oh, like, sorry, you but could be my dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you could be my dad and I could be, you know, your son or, you know, whatever, like the same age. But, uh, you know, you'll, once you get going down this path, you'll find out where you fit in and, and the community that yeah, the you... community that you fit into. Yeah. And eventually, you know, that becomes part of, you know, your second family. You might only yeah. see each other at those events or you might end up, you know, developing relationships where, you know, like us, we keep in contact with multiple couples that we know almost on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. We just text each other. Snapchat. And Snapchat. Or... Yeah. We just joke around all day and talk about what's coming up on the next event and day to day stuff. And yeah. yeah, so it, it. You find your spot eventually. So I want to kind of move. So now that we've established, you know, how to find events and, uh, you know, how to get involved in the lifestyle. So we're going to go to our first event. What should we talk about? You know, what, what are, what are some of the things that we talked about? You know, I mean, cause it was, okay. so you need to number one, set your boundaries. And it will keeping that open line of communication. Yes, keeping that communication open. Keep talking about it before you go because you don't want to clam up when it's go time. Right. When it's and go time and you guys, yeah, and you guys haven't talked most of it through. You're just like, oh, we'll just kind of wing it. And then you're in a situation and you don't know how he feels. You don't know how she feels. So communicating all the time about it, that open line of communication, yeah. um, you know, trusting each other, putting trust in each other. Like, Hey, if something happens, I'm not going to 
run away. I'm not going to just leave you here. Uh, I'm not going to divorce you after this. It's like, we need to understand that we're both going into the situation and it might happen. It might happen. But if it does, we need to understand that if it didn't go well, that I still love you. You still love me and this isn't going to work or, you know, understanding that, you know, we set up boundaries and we didn't cross those and everything went smooth and it might be like, oh, it was fun for that time or let's keep doing this. But communication, trust, um, being honest about what turns you on and what makes you you nervous. Yeah. Like what, what your, what your concerns are. Yeah. You know, like opening up and saying, uh, you know, I'm, I'm scared that I'm going to get jealous if you penetrate her or, you know, and, and just keeping that communication and trust with your partner, I think is just, I think that's the number one most important thing other I mean, boundaries are important too, but I think it's all about that communication with your partner, that constant communication. Yeah. She knows, and as well as I know, at this point, you know, and how long we've been in, how many situations we've been in, that um, we communicate pretty well before we get into, excuse me, any situation um, with a couple or mm-hmm. a group that... She knows who she wants to play with, and I know who I want to play with, and what we're going to do, and how we feel about those other people. Because on our way there, or throughout the day, because, you know, a lot of these events that we go to, you you know, you're spending the day with the people, or you're spending the night with these people, um, you get those little moments to step away and be like, hey, I'm not really feeling him. Um, so the, if we're going to do a group thing, just stay away from him. I'm cool with everybody else. And then she could say vice versa. Like, I'm not really clicking with her. Uh, you might be attracted to her. I, you know, just things like that. We, uh, we set those lines up pretty well in advance so that when things do go down, Um, there's no regrets. There's no jealousies going on. Um, but then like, yeah, establishing your boundaries. So a big one for us when we started was the no kissing. It's a very popular one with first time swingers, um, that it feels too intimate at first that you don't want to kiss uh, you know, another woman or another man, it might make you feel jealous. Um, it was I think a thing. That's mostly what it is. I think it's yeah. an. I think well, for me, it was an intimacy thing. Yeah, I and and I, and then we had that you know nice long talk about it, and I was like, like, look, it, we're doing everything else with them, and I feel that I'm like kind of robbing the situation like i'm taking away the moment that i'm having with this person by not kissing them they want to kiss me but i'm like sorry that's just something we don't do 
And and she was like, no, actually, I understand that. Because it took me listening to other perspectives on it. But I think that, you know, it's just one of those. It's very common for people to have that. Um, and we've talked about it before. Um, and then I remember one of our first boundaries was no penetration. Like, we were like, we're, we can only stop the swap. <laughs> yeah, that was the the talk before we went yeah. to the club and the, then we're establishing our boundaries because yeah. we had went on and then Google. you know um you know we had made changes basically throughout that night um some stayed some didn't penetration was allowed and soft play was allowed uh kissing was still out yeah at that so, point it was yeah um that's why it was like it, it was a little different um but you know we end up working through that um so like the the next thing would be um the once you you know found a couple um make sure that you're not doing individual texting so unless we wait unless you and your partner yeah yeah if you're okay with that um I find it with most couples. There is some exceptions here and there, but in the beginning, especially, yeah, because you're to, you're developing that. Yeah, so process. do a, a group chat so then everybody can see everything that's coming in, and nobody's being left out on what's being said. You know, your partner might not translate everything over that you know the text messages that are going throughout the day. And it's like, oh, well, he said something weird earlier, but I don't know how to, like, judge it. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. But then, like, it might happen again and again. And then, uh, you know, it, it might it might make people feel uncomfortable. Or jealous. Yeah, jealous. jealous. It's like, well, he's getting, like, awfully flirty. and. But I, I text now, you know, three years in or two and a half years in. I text Joe individually. Yeah, yeah, I know you do. And it I mean when it first happened when you were first texting him and I felt a certain way about it. I was like I kind of know him from the Discord. I was like, but I don't really but know now him. But you know him is it different? Yeah, it's way different. So like now, that's the thing, guys. It's it, it's not always boundaries, you know, you know the saying rules are meant to be broken. Like, boundaries are meant to change, I think. Like, it's it just depends on the couple, and I think that it depends on the situation because I wouldn't sit there and text, like, you know, those Boston guys where I was sucking their dick the other day because we, you don't know them. No, no, we, I mean, we knew them, you know, hanging out with them for, you know, the two days. We, we, we never exchanged any information, which actually kind of sucks. Um, I, I bet we can get all of their information. But what I'm saying is it depends on it. There's a lot of, but factors. it wasn't like something that you went and, you know, you went a little bit out of your way and got their number, both of the guys numbers and started to chat with them without me being privy or in it and being like, Hey, well, what about their wives? Why don't we have a, you know, a bigger chat until I know them more. And then at that point, if you're feeling comfortable with that couple, the situation, individual texting. 
And it's usually the individual texting is just based on a genuine friendship. And that's really the cornerstone of, I would say, swinging. Yeah. It's, it's not common. the I swinging. Mean, not all swingers. Because there are swingers who just get into this. And it's I, I guess the term for it is recreational swinging. So, like, they just do it just to fuck. They don't mm-hmm. do it to really make connections. It is a thing. We we haven't met very many of those, but... I mean, there's been couples... I mean, a strong majority, maybe half of the couples that we've played with, like, we've done some messaging with them, but it's... Maybe it didn't work out. And then there's other couples that we've met, and to this day, we consider them our best friends, like we are saying, we, we contact them all the time. We're always in contact with them. And it's not just that we find them sexually attractive. It's that we enjoy them as a person and we want to just be friends with them all the time. Um, so I would say the next biggest boundary is not taking one for the team. What the hell does that even mean, Brad? Well, you did that quite a bit for me in the beginning. So, taking one for the team. Um, you find a couple. The wife is everything that, you know, he wants, she wants, the husband, eh. And it's, that's or typically it's the same. Usually that's the way. Um, unfiltered moment. Hello. I yeah, keep sorry. having these. It's usually it's the way. Yeah. And the women are these and, very In our situation, um, Kai was I, like, can I she's... say something? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, so, I mean, I'm going to be unfiltered again. But in the lifestyle, what we found is a lot of the times you have Shrek and then you have Princess Fiona, like the hot, gorgeous, beautiful Fiona. And I'm not being mean. Um, I don't know what it is. But, you know, it's usually the woman is very attractive and the man is like just not and or he has no personality you know or there's just nothing there's no substance there yeah or there's you know um the impotence issue which is a you know a a thing we'll move on to but it's happened quite a lot so like taking one for the team i would say is it mostly i would say falls on to the the female in the relationship, yeah. she's going to take one for the team so that you get to play with the girl. So and, that you can see your partner. You can get that compersion. Yeah. And, and she'll get a little play in there with her too. Um, and eventually there's going to be some, you know, some resentment yeah. and like, I don't want to do this because we keep finding these couples and you're the only one that gets to play and enjoy yourself and it took me a couple well, yeah, times who wants to fuck Jabba the Hutt when you're fucking Princess Leia. And yeah. I mean, there's literally a meme of that. And like, yeah, it's not fair. and it took me, you know, a couple times of like realizing that she was doing this to where like literally in the middle of like uh, a fucking another woman, I was like, she is clearly not enjoying herself. So like I faked coming. Just so that we could wrap it up. Yeah. And then we were like, I like grabbed her. I was like, hey, let's just get out for the night. And we got into the truck and I was like, 
look, I saw you were clearly not enjoying that. Um, we're not going to do that anymore. So and we're going to. This is not me body shaming. I just want to point this out. This is not me body shaming. No, it, she just didn't find him attractive. And it's not. And, and attractiveness does not come from physical things physical alone. Physical things. No, like, it's it's your personality, your emotions, how you carry yourself. Um are you a douchebag? Are you super inviting and friendly? That will earn you a lot of points if you're not in the best of shape. Because speaking for me, like, yeah, I'm a tall guy. I'm 225. With Still, a beer belly. Yeah, I'm not in the best of shape. No. But somehow I win over girls just because I'm tall and I'm, I'm quiet-ish. Stoic. Um, stoic, but I'm mysterious. funny. Yeah, I'm mysterious, but I'm funny, and I'm a good time to be around, and I'm not... Are you, though? I'm not aggressive. I'm not... No, I know. It's I'm not that problem. aggressive guy, and that wins me with a lot of females. They're like, you didn't, like, say, oh, you're this macho dude, and what you're going to do to me in the bedroom. Like, I found oh, out. <laughs> I found out in the bedroom, because... There's literally, it's like a light switch. Like, I'm this nice guy and I'm super, you know, laid back and not yeah, aggressive. Nice not and me. then the light switch <laughs> goes on and I just go crazy in there. And you've seen it. <laughs> also, the dick ain't bad. But <laughs> anyhow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, taking one for the team, a lot of people won't do that in the beginning. And, and I think it's good that, like, we can have these conversations because... Here's the reality, you guys. Like, not every person is going to be attracted to every person, and that's okay. Uh, you can be picky. Um, and then the next one I would say is a, a lot of couples that we've met aren't okay with the coming inside thing. And we've never had that rule, but we've heard of it a lot. Yeah. And, I um, mean, that's kind of self-explanatory. Yeah, they, it's like the coming inside. Um, it's like an intimacy thing. Yeah, intimacy. Um and then there's, you know, things that clearly other girls are just just not into. There's some girls that are like, come in my mouth, come in my face. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. But then you also have to check with your partner to see if they're okay with those things. But like the coming inside, it it's very intimate. Um, so you have to be like, is it okay? And then that kind of just leads into the next thing is protection. using protection. Use it. I will advocate all day long, even with our best of friends. We all, I, me and my guys, we always wear condoms. I could have went and got an SCE test yesterday. We know still... we were good. Yeah, we know we were going to be good. Um, I mean, we'll still go and do those things just to be, you know, cautious. Yeah. But. The fact that we know that the people that we play with and the boundary that we set that, hey, this isn't, yeah, this isn't going to happen unless he's wearing one and he's wearing one. Yeah. And then let us know, you know, for the girls too, is like a big thing to be on like, hey, um, birth control fucks me up. I don't take it. So, like, just letting everybody know that, like, hey, I don't take this. 
Um, and then being like, hey, I got the IED. I got, you know, I'm on the pill. I got the shot. Yeah. yeah, I have a hysterectomy, so there's no way you can get me pregnant, but, you know, protecting yourself. So then, the, to the next thing, STD, STI checks. Go get them done. Um, you know, we get a bad rap online saying we're riddled with them. I think we are probably the cleanest people. Um, you can always it, use shameless care, shameless public, yeah. but... I mean, I think <laughs> the single crowd of these young kids probably have the worst one. Yeah. And then <laughs> I'm going to say it because I've heard it so many times. I thought it was fake until I looked it up. It is the retired elderly communities. No, it's true. That's, they that's pass that now. stuff yeah. around so much because they're like, I can't have kids. What does it matter? And one of them brings it in because they went and got... You know, a prostitute, and now they've oh, passed it. Oh, God. Do not start that statement. They've passed it around. No, 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 Retract that statement, sir, because prostitutes are also extremely clean, and we prefer sex workers. Thank you. Sorry. Sex. I'm saying what form of sex worker here, because there's multiple forms of sex workers. Well, anyhow. Sorry. So... Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you're right. And that's the highest STD rate in the swinger community comes from the 65 plus 65 and the twenties, the early, cause they're just like, I, it doesn't matter to me where, you know, I'd, I'd rather not wear one. And I don't know. Like, Is there research on that? I no, no. I'm not saying that. No, I'm saying not the early 20 swingers. I'm saying the early twenties people. Are the oh, ones, the humans. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. They're the, going out to the bars being single. Yeah. They're the ones that are, you know, uh, they're not experience. getting they're not getting tested like right. like we do. We're, Swingers we're, always get tested. We're cautious. We're, we talk we're, about it. We're sex positive. In a weekend, I could have more partners than, you know, a single guy in his 20s could have in two, three months. And throughout that process, you know, everybody else is like, hey, we have we all have a a quick powwow before everything goes down. Before it goes down, everybody clean. We wear protection. You guys wear protection. No. All right. Well, sorry, this can't go down. If yes. All right. And then what are your guys's boundaries? What are you okay with? I hate when we use that word. And this is just like a Kylie thing. I hate when we use that word because clean, that makes me feel like if you, if somebody's had an STD before, which in your early 20s you did. Oh, yeah, I did. And in my early 20s I did, right? Because mm-hmm. we were single and fucking anything we could, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's to say that like somebody who's had an STD in the past is like unclean. No, it's not saying that you're... I don't know. That's just a wording I don't. Yeah, it, for you it, it might trick or something, but for me it's just like... Hey, we know we're good. Right. And, you know, are, are you guys good? And sometimes we've been, you know, we've brought it up and they're like, actually, by the way, like over in her, her purse, we have the paper. We got it two days yeah. ago. And if they can literally say that statement, we're like, oh, you guys are like, you know, professionals about this. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's not just happened once. It's multiple times where they're 
couples are like, oh, yeah, we just got them done. Here's we, my, my chart. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We, you want to see it? And if yeah. they will go like that, it's literally, it's like, dude, I don't even have to worry because yeah. you've just had the confidence enough to throw it in a bag and bring it with you to an event. Right. Um, and then I think another good point is start slow. So like the slowest person, which in our relationship in the beginning was me, you went at my pace. So like start slow. I told him, I was like, I just want you to watch and like start with the person who is going at the slowest pace. Like Brad was down for anything. That was very eager. Very eager, which a lot of guys are. That's similar. Or, you know, it's, it's a lot of guys are like that. But go with the person who's at the slowest pace. So even if that's the guy, you know, if if you have to go slow with him, you know, you don't have to do an orgy at your first event. Like, you can just watch people. You can. You can watch. <clears throat> excuse me. You can watch an orgy happen. Yeah. Or you can. I mean, there's, you know some space the, uh, most spaces and events you can you can even just watch a couple or that, you can go in a room and close the door yeah. and fuck your partner I yeah mean, in that environment and those yeah. are enough juices to get you going because it's like it's literally a sexually charged atmosphere you can feel the buzz in the air and, but but you don't have to you know start slow because you can never come back from something but you can always do something you know uh, you can never take it back um and so it's it's just we always say it's better to be cautious it works for it worked for us you know full swapping the first time it did work for us and we're very blessed and lucky yeah, that but it that, we, you know it, throughout that time we ran into hiccups we ran into yeah. mistakes and little things here and there and we we had to work over it there was a you know, there was a point where, you know, stuff happened that I did um, that, you know, I regret to this day that, Ew, you know, why? we, you still we had an that? argument. No, well, kind of, but not really okay. anymore. Um, but, but Brad it was dick sucked by a unicorn without my permission one time when we first started. He hates me talking about well, it. Well, you I gave really... me a hall pass. I don't care anymore. Yeah, she gave me a hall pass. I cashed the hall pass in. I was honest about it. Um, you know, it was uh, a clusterfuck of things. Um, but but that's but not, then you, you know we had back, to though. we had to have a talk about yeah. it, and we had to decide: Hey, are we going to keep doing this, or are we done with? Like, is this the end of us? swinging and we move forward through that and you know we've had other you know disagreements maybe arguments about the lifestyle and we talked our way through it and it was the same thing it was like hey we can't hold on to what right. happened in that moment and i let it go and I because that anymore. moment is now done it's over with it's not going to follow us we might not even meet or ever see those people again in our life. But because that little moment happened, now it, you know, we're no longer doing this um, and we're not in an okay place. So I think that this was a good first half to this. 
Um, we have a lot more. We have a ton. Yeah, we have over. two pages more of things. Of notes. Yeah, of notes that so we've much. written down. And we're an hour and ten into <laughs> right. this. Uh, so we will definitely come back. But I think that was a good section of stuff to start with. Yeah. And then now, as we go down this list, it's something that actually kind of works into... Once you have gotten started, yeah. the things that you're going to run into. Yep. And, is- and the terms, we're going to go through a lot of educational terms that you're going to run into. Uh, I mean, which I think are really important as well. So, you know, I think, yeah, this is a good stopping point. Uh, Brad, is there anything that you would like to add to this first half that you didn't say? Um, I have something to add. But um. Okay, I'm just going to say, I I probably brought it up in the very beginning, but if you're the male in this situation, bring it in. Be very gentle about it. Uh, Women are definitely more fragile than we are. No, we're not. Stop it. (laughs) Definitely more fragile. Um, Don't, through this whole process of talking to her, you, you constantly have to lift her up because... By bringing this situation up, I can immediately think that they're going to be like, oh, well, he doesn't think that I'm sexy anymore. So that's why he wants other women. And you have to reassure her. It's like, no, I do find you very sexy, attractive. I love you. And just let her know, hey, this is something that like I just want to explore and don't pester. Don't bring it up all the time. Do a little bit. Get her feedback. Give her time. Give it a month, three months. And then slowly, hey, have you thought about it? You know, have you kind of looked at anything? And if Did you listen still... to the Pineapple Express podcast? Yeah, listen to a, <laughs> listen to their podcast. Play Play this for her. Maybe she can take something from it. But take your time. Don't be aggressive about it. Don't do it because you want to go sleep with other women and you are just like, I'm tired of the same old thing all the time. Take your time. You are going to quickly learn that the guys don't run this show. The women do. All right. You're just the you're the we're the accessories and toys. To this society of swingers, it's so like you know, you know how Beyonce said, "Who run the world, girls? Well, we run the swinging world." <laughs> yeah, so that's what I have to say. Take your time, make sure that you're pumping her up, reinforce all of the things. Just be like, "Hey, this is something that I'm interested in, and you know, I want to see how you feel about it, and I, I want to." possibly pursue this but you know replacing um you know your woman or thinking that you're going to get into this to stop you know him or her from cheating those are all just band-aids it's got to be something that you both want to do and that's so i was going to say something really hilarious and funny and what i was going to say my advice is not to get your dick sucked by a unicorn on halloween 2021 (laughs) 
but I don't even I'm remember kidding. it, bro. I'm totally kidding, and I love. I you was blackout you know. drunk, but I was in sober enough that I told you in the car on the way home because we didn't understand consent, which we're actually <laughs> going to go over um, in the next episode. But the one advice that I would give is before you even have this conversation with your partner, I want you to look inside of your yourself and inside of your heart and think, am I doing this for me or am I doing this to enhance my relationship with my partner? Um, I think that when Brad came to me about swinging, Brad looked inside himself and I know I'm, I'm, maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, but he was like, I know that my partner could benefit from this. Well, I, yeah, I know... I knew that you really liked girls and I really liked having that opportunity of having girls, you know, brought into the bedroom. It's not an everyday thing. It's not an every week thing, but you know, when it happens, it was awesome. But I knew the fact that you were bisexual and that you had dated women and men and have been in, you know, a multitude of other, you know, different relationship styles where you were a unicorn didn't even know you were a unicorn right so when i had brought it to you it wasn't as if i was like hey i want you to be with a girl it was because i knew you already liked girls you you wanted to enhance our already good relationship and it wasn't selfish it wasn't because brad wanted to get his dick wet by another girl, which I, I, I mean, yes, he did, but it wasn't. <laughs> I do all the time. <laughs> you know, it wasn't because of anything other than us enhancing our relationship. And I think, you know, if you want to get into this because you're not attracted to your wife anymore, your wife won't fuck you, which first of all, if your wife's not fucking you now, why the hell is she going to fuck you if you guys yeah. become swingers? It's not going to happen. Have, that's something that we're going to have to add to the next week. Um, we'll dive into it more, but you're going to need to have a solid base. Um, and all of, but I would say almost all of your issues ironed out, uh, in your relationship. I'm giving my advice. This is my advice, not your advice. Let me talk. Sorry. So, I mean, you know, if your wife won't fuck you or you're not attracted to your wife anymore or, or husband, you know, um, if, if you're just using this as an excuse so that you can quote unquote, cheat you know and that's what everyone thinks that we're doing that's not what this is this is not you know cheating this is if you can't stop cheating on your partner do not i repeat do not get into the lifestyle because that is just gonna fuck everything up you know it's a literally like brad said it's a band-aid if you're gonna get a divorce you should just do it now because it's not gonna help you get through your rocky patch in your relationship. It's to enhance a relationship with two people who have a good communication basis, a good trust basis, and people who are, are sexually attracted to each other and love each other. You know, if you, that's all that it is. And it's not a selfish thing. It's not about me, me, me. You know, you're not manipulating your partner into getting into this. We're not saying, how do I convince my partner to get into the lifestyle? Like, no, that. You're, it's like you're trying to trick them. We're not tricking anybody to doing anything that they don't want to do. It's an enhancement on an already good, solid foundation. Rant over. Do you want to add anything to that? I love you. <laughs> no. I love you too. <laughs> no. Thanks for not getting your dick sucked by unicorns anymore unless I tell you that it's okay and I want to watch. <laughs> I just did this 
I know. Past event. It was great. And I did the look over. Hey, is this cool? <laughs> Which I told you I wanted to have it happen way before. But, you know, I mean. It's... But still, in the moment, like, our friends find it funny and cute. Like, the, the dudes find it funny. They're like, I can't believe you guys just ask each other that in the middle of the moment. Oh, yeah. And the too. girls are like, it is so cute. I can't believe it. And it was like, this is how we That's operate. How we this is how we operate. Yeah. Like, as it's a, literally like we have pre, <laughs> we have almost pre-built this moment up. And uh, I mean, we're well we're aware of ask. we're still well aware of what each other are doing. And like, I want. see what she's doing over there when. She's got two dudes on the side of the hot tub. I, I see. Yeah, I see what's going on. And then she turns around. And she goes, Brad, is this cool? And I'm like, yes, of course. I was like, it's cool. And same thing in the shower with all of our friends. Got the unicorn there. And this cool, we're building the moment up. And I'm like, hey, babe, is this cool? And, you know, our friend is like, God, you guys are so damn cute. And I was like, all right, we're good to go. And then immediately just. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's, you know, it's back to the communication. You know, if we, if we had had podcasts like this and if we had had TikTok and if we had had all of the educational resources, the discord, the, you know, all of those things, maybe we wouldn't have ran into. Before we met, you know, all of our friends now that we trade information with yeah and that we do podcasts with yeah. and the, the do the tiktoks and all that stuff before all of that me and you were just winging we it were winging because it. there's no handbook i mean you can get some information from couples here and there but their dynamic might be different than you and they you know might not give you all the information that you have maybe so you know, Brad, maybe we should write a book on swinging you think we could do that? I don't know, man. I think sounds it could. like a million dollar idea to me. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's been already been done, but like, if we did it in like this, I don't know. I'm gonna have to look that up. So in yeah. this crazy, unfiltered way, but like, I mean, you know, there's there there's a there is a lot of good resources out there, but unless you know where to find them, it's really hard, you know. And um, there's so much information. I think you know coming from all different places, and that's why like me and Brad like to say like. This podcast is really meant for everyone, but it's more so, you know, we are a full swap couple where we are a connection type of couple. So like that's where our information comes from. And there are podcasts and resources out there that are good for people, you know, who are looking for hot waves or cuckolds or. Yeah. yeah, there's, you know, we have we have friends that run podcasts that it's hot wife voyeur yeah and he absolutely loves it gets his rocks off and he gives you his full point of view on it and then we have you know friends that run podcasts that are kind of the same dynamic as us um but from their point of view and then there's bisexual male pot you know i mean there's there's something for every you know cuckolds and you know yeah, that something- one that might be Maybe something we can bring in because I don't know if there's I don't personally We've I don't never know. Met a cuckold before. No, I I we know a couple of them, but I've never met a cuckold. Well, a cuckold male. I've met. Cuck oh no, 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 yeah, cuck, or yeah, cuckold. Yeah, I've never so. met a male who oh, yes. is a cuckold. Yes, sorry, I just got those two confused. Um, I've never met. I would say cuckold the cuck queens. Man. I know quite a few of them. <laughs> and, cool. Yeah. 
cut yeah. queens because I'm a cut queen. So then I bring the cut queens around me. But yeah. I, I've never met a cut hold. Um, but I mean, there's. I mean, we might know some, but it, know. they're just they're like, hey, I want to be private about this in the moment. So they ask, you know, we, we could know who they're playing with. But they're just like, hey, don't say anything. And that might be, you know, th- there's some trust there to be like, hey, this is our thing. You know, this is what we like to do. I know don't go running people. around telling everybody, you know, what I'm into right. because it, it might make me feel embarrassed. But in the bedroom when the curtains are drawn and the doors are closed, you know. You should never be embarrassed of what you're into, though. In my opinion, you yeah, really should but I mean, not in the swinger lifestyle. I I think I think that's the biggest thing too that Brad and I want to do is like destigmatize like the stigmatization of all of these things like cut queens and cut holds. And yeah, bisexuals. but I mean, regardless, like being a cut hold, being you know, a cut hold, you're a man giving over your power to be humiliated yeah. with your own woman in that situation. But you could be a powerful man throughout normal life and then you know it could feel conflicting when it's like everybody knows that i'm this in the room but then in real life this is you know how i am it could make you feel as a man it could make you feel like everybody is just viewing you as the weak person yeah so i love sad little weak little bitch boys yeah i know you do you you're eventually you're turning into a dom and no, i'm just gonna no, have to... only for sad little bitch boys and, it and i'm gonna on just be like look it's not what i'm into she wants to do it to you you go have fun with her no i'm 100 <laughs> a switch which we're gonna go over this next week, yeah but so we're gonna get into more switch, so we're gonna wrap now. this up now um yeah so there will be a part two um uh, it seems to be the the new theme uh, well, this was into. this is the ultimate. See, Brad, this isn't just the guide. This is the ultimate guide. Like you need you you need an extra time for this because we're we're getting really into the nitty gritty of all of this. Also, it's super yeah. unfiltered. You know. Yeah, I know. I feel like we're on a roll right now, but we're we're running. We don't want to keep you late. guys. Yeah. So you little bitch boys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to end this off now and uh, stay tuned yeah, for, stay tuned for next part week. two. Yeah. Next week we'll be putting out uh, probably another two pages of notes for uh, advice for the lifestyle. Yeah, so, so part one, the ultimate guide to being a newbie in the swinger lifestyle. We hope that you guys learned something from this. And as always, Brad and I, our uh, inbox is always open. Instagram, Facebook, uh, you can find us on Twitter. You can email us at the Pineapple Express uh, podcast at gmail.com. We have a website now, which is in the show notes. Uh, you guys are always welcome. You know, our, our inbox is always open. If you ever have any questions for us, we're always here for you and we can point you in the right direction uh, to find the information that you need. So, uh, yeah, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And come along on the Pineapple Pineapple Express. Express.